Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thanks to Bombas for supporting FilmSack. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great whenever you need with a wide variety of options. To get 20% off your first purchase, visit bombas.com slash FilmSack. You're needed back in London. What for to pay my respects? No, I don't work for you anymore. I don't know you anything. Drop me here. Anyone you need to say goodbye to? So you should really be nice to me. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. <laughs> this is episode 435. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, get a haircut, Jon Snow Dunaway. Ah, you hippie. Yeah. I do need a haircut. Oh, hi. Hello. Dimitri, answer the phone. Okay, I'll get it then, you lazy Russian bum. Uh-oh. It's one of those out-of-area calls. I should probably still answer it. It could be our manly leader on vacation. You may have lost another shirt. But just to be safe, I'm gonna go use I'm gonna use the phone answering protocol number two. <clears throat> Hello, Taco Bell of Moscow. How may we perforate your colon today? Oh hi, Harry. Yes, this is F FSB. My accent? Oh, I dropped it. I'm working the spy game now. Gotta sound American. So what can I do for you, Harry? Kazim's wife? Yeah, she's here. Can we return her today? You mean like right now? Because today is no good. And I'm pretty busy next week. In fact, my whole month is booked up. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So today then. Okay, say. Just a hypothetical question. Does she need to be alive? Right. Right. No, I totally understand. No, she's fine. Just like when you dropped her off. Totally fine. Not a scratch on her. All right, listen. I got to go. Demetria is choking on a chicken bone. All right. See you then, Harry. Say hi to Hermione and Haggard for me. All right. Bye. Dimitri, get a shovel. We got some digging to do. Uh, you know, Bob Newhart, Bob Newhart would be impressed. Oh, sorry. You're not done. Oh, Continue. yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, that's odd. Uh, I don't remember writing pull on my hand. Go ahead, Bob Newhart. <laughs> I was going to say, your fake phone call was uh, Bob Newhart levels of uh, uh, execution. Nice work. Yeah, I, inspired. Always inspired by the Bob Newhart. Well done. Speak of an inspiration. Randy, got a, uh, uh, also joining us, Randy, got to love a town where every intersection is called a circus. Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Hi. I do actually Brian. really love that. Okay, so uh, this is called Intelligence Quotient. We met you first in Moscow. Why there? You were never told. 
Your dead dad's friends gone haywire. Now you're sort of back in the fold. The agency has rules now, but they let you come and go. Even when you might be the terrorist, they're great <laughs> detectives, don't you know? A pretty good fighter with a tiny brain. You blunder and you blow through Power Ranger plot holes. Mm. Big enough a truck could go. Thanks, Saban. From Liverpool <laughs> to Dover, all up and down King's Road. Even when it's done and over, you know nothing, John Snow. Ah, there that it was is. really good. There it is. Yeah. I, well I, th done. I thought there was a... But I was disappointed because we got a little preview of ukulele pre-show. Yes, and they're kind of like a really open. Is that yeah. for later? Is that for not now? Maybe later okay. still. All Is right. that for your Twitter post? <laughs> Maybe later <laughs> in another episode. Oh, oh, all right. I thought we had music coming. All right. Well, that's all right. We went from Bob Newhart to uh, Nipsey Russell. Yeah, yeah, very yeah good. it's, it's nice good. Let's see where we go with this third one. Brian, he knows nothing, Ibit. <laughs> definitely sensing a theme. Uh, Commander, Brian's film sack intro is safely aboard the lorry, and it's on its way to headquarters. It should be here soon, but we've run into some traffic on the Tower Bridge Expressway. It's it's boot to bonnet out there, and oh, I'm I'm seeing some movement on the bridge. Security cameras. Yes, it looks like three motorcycles are heading directly for the truck with the intent of stealing Brian's film sack intro. The first one just got to the truck. And, oh, it looks like it's comedy. Well, this film is completely devoid of any of that, so comedy just <laughs> bounced right off the side of the truck. The next motorcycle is approaching, and I can see it now. It's glaring factual or continuity errors. American audiences have no idea what happens in MI5, so I think, yes, it pretty much vaporized as soon as it hit the truck. There's just one motorcycle left, and it's, it's getting to where I can make it out. It's, it's, oh, no, it's a Game of Thrones joke. Oh, it ripped open the back of the lorry like it was made out of crepe paper. It's yanked Brian's film sack intro out of the back of the truck, and the two of them have escaped. Oh, well, I guess if we've learned anything today, you know... I'm uh, just kidding. It's to stick them with the pointy end. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought about a Game of Thrones uh, intro, too. I didn't... Well, I mean, look, about a couple of times, the thing is, there is everyone thinks, oh, because because uh, Kit Harrington's in this. And the answer would be, well, partially and probably prominently. But there's also another dude, the guy that was kind of the crusty head of everything that fired. What's his name? And yep. uh, locked him up and interrogated him. That's another Game of Thrones face and probably oh, really? more. I didn't dig around, but I'll bet you there are more people in Game of Thrones. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, everybody just works either. Harry Potter movies, Game of Thrones movies, yeah. or <laughs> at least or our eyes. And we wonder why they renamed this movie from Spooks the Greater Good <laughs> to, uh, to MI5. Yeah. Right. Well, keep in mind. All right. So this is an important thing to mention. MI5 is the movie. It is not a Mission Impossible sequel. It's like nothing of the sort. However, other, I guess, other than it's in sort of spy espionage sort of genre. But uh, the show called Spooks, which I saw on TV, but it was, it was still called MI5 here in the States. This TV show is called spooks over there. Mm -hmm. I watched it. Most of it. I can't, I couldn't tell you if I saw the entire series or not, but I did see a whole lot of episodes. I saw a previous at the time, unknown Benedict Cumberbatch in a few episodes, uh, all kinds of people. It was basically around right around the time that, um, 24 was happening here. And mm. in a lot of ways, they're very similar. It's sort of, you know, this intense sort of, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Thing. Uh, but it's uh, the, the why they call it spooks over there and not here. 
why this is called spooks colon whatever over there this movie and not here i don't know i don't get it I, well, I, we, we know right do we know i think it's a yeah i think uh spooks in america is considered a derogatory reference racial to term it is african-americans spooky. oh it is right, right. i didn't know that yes yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah i had no idea did you never read uh the not catcher in the rye what was the other one we had to read uh, uh time uh, uh mockingbird right Mock, uh, to kill a mockingbird yes mockingbird. exactly right, right. <laughs> i did read it but i didn't remember the term or that term being I feel used like, i feel like that's when that term that's when i remember that term uh hitting me uh, right being very right. yeah Okay, so this word scout and Boo Radley and all that stuff. Oh my god! Look here, Boo Radley. Uh, is a let's see. Uh, oh well, that's interesting. Urban Dictionary's top definition is government mm-hmm. intelligence agencies, G-men, someone yeah, in an yeah. espionage. But then the very next one, then we get into the real fun of racial profile. Right. Exactly. All so, right. Well, now that boy, answers my why, question. That's why a lot of British people don't work in American intelligence for very long because they use that term <laughs> on their first day and they're, they're ushered to the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I've never. Right. So spy I, is, is like what another term for spy? Is that the idea? A spook is a spy? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I said, learn something today. I feel like I, uh, I came in here. We with just less... don't use that, Scott. We just don't. <laughs> <laughs> this leads to the uh, very first absolutely ridiculous trope. Oh, what? I'm going to oh, play that early. Absolutely. Holy right shit. Out of the gate. Really? All right. Apparently, American policing authorities and British ones like work together like they're not even distinct they just have they have offices in separate countries but apparently like the americans are coming and going from the british secret service all the time it's like it's like not even there's not even a actually a lot of these brits they're working their way up to getting jobs in the American CIA. Like, that's actually what they say in the movie. But is that a thing? Maybe it's a thing. It's ridiculous. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Are are we... They uh... they were portraying... Yeah, they were portraying the death of... Your your secret intelligence agency is readily hiring from other countries. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But, like, the just, you know, collaboration and doing joint ops with each other and stuff like that. That has to be a thing, right? That's a thing. There's no yeah. way it's as prominent as de- uh, depicted in this movie, oh, like right. by a lot. Well, here's what'll happen: we'll get like a load of emails from like ex-military covert ops, black ops people, and they'll say, they'll say something. They'll they'll clear us up. They'll let us know. I was it- just hiding in the hole, waiting to kill the next terrorist, and I was listening <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, I just wanted to say. <laughs> You guys are morons. <laughs> yeah, I also, I also, a part of that little trope is that the bad guy in this film is just some American. Like, well, he's he British, has, but yeah, he has all of these like religious and and racial grievances and backgrounds, mm-hmm. but. Man, he talks like he grew up in Peoria. Yeah. Like, he talks. If you close your eyes, he sounds like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did dude, just a little dude, bit, dude. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you could bring me my wife, okay, all right, <laughs> bring me my wife, yeah, uh, alive, okay, dude, dude, yeah. you paying attention, dude? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like that. Playing Gallic the... over on that screen right there. You know, he does a really good job of it, though. I don't know if it's his only uh, American accent he can affect, but he's the dude's British, so he he faked it pretty well. But he went so far as to fake it to sound like some, you know, kid at Princeton or something. He just sounds right. like a, like some college right. kid aged whatever. And I, it was hard for me to take him serious uh, as a result because he just came off as, uh, I don't well, know, Well, this, this movie, this whole movie wasn't really, it, it wasn't really anything more than drama, right? Because it, this is, I would classify this as more than drama than anything. It's not really 
thriller or intrigue or anything like that, because most of the stuff is pretty much on the surface. Even the things that Kit Harrington doesn't know that might would surprise people, the audience knows, right? Mm-hmm. The audience is kind of already. Yes, that. yes, and no. Like it gets it gets to be ridiculous what uh Will Holloway. That's such a, I love the names in this movie. Mm-hmm. It gets to be ridiculous what Will Holloway doesn't know and can't figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, is right. he any good at his job or not? Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, I I agree he's good at fighting. Like really, oh, good, really good, supernaturally punching. good at fighting. Yeah, yeah he's really and, good at punching Harry in the in the in the guts. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's just so many moments where I'm like, why why is Will Holloway not in involved in this knowledge? You know, like even right to the very end when uh oh god uh Peter Firth Peter Firth is so good in this movie, guys. At the at the very mm-hmm. end when Peter Firth goes and does his final twist which by the way makes the movie way better like i'm going along oh this is a six this is a seven this is a six and then the end scene where he confronts uh what's her name tuppence middleton oh my god different that's That's that scene takes it to an 11 for me that one and like an ending that makes the movie tuppence middleton for the record is the young one that that tries to have him killed earlier. Different chick. It's, oh, oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, Penelope Pish Posh or something like that. Is her name. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Pulver, is it? No, no, no. Wait. Laura, Jennifer, no, Jennifer um, Ale, Eel. Jennifer Ale. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Wait, the one that uh, eats the pill? Is yeah. That, yes. 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 No, no, she, oh, and yeah, she it didn't is. know it. And was, by the way, was we it never put in the whole time? We Yeah, that's a trope. We don't actually know. We don't find out. We just yeah, we just yeah. know that he went and told her, and, and he doesn't even tell her directly. But it's like it would have been really cool if he'd taken Kit Harrington with him, right? Like that, like right, right. just once in the entire movie, if someone had told Kit Harrington's character what the hell was going on, it just would have no. been nice. What fun would that be? So that that was actually going to be my other intro was going to be uh, the the Maltby, the Jennifer Eel. I thought, oh, it'd be interesting to hang out with her while she was bleeding out of the anus talking to her niece. No, go to the hospital, stupid. Don't stay there like that guy told you to do. Yeah. That was a weird I'm still not, I'm not 100% sure he actually did it. Like, so you think that he just told her he poisoned her in like two and a half hours? She's like, well, damn it. Yeah. Oh, oh, bloody hell. Oh, (laughs) Oh, he got me good there, didn't he? (laughs) By the way, uh, according to the trivia, uh, that lady, Jennifer L., was originally cast as Caitlin Stark in Game of Thrones before she dropped out. I can see that. That's right. Either that or the red, the, the red witch right or what was uh, red oh, uh, the uh, red woman uh red woman that's w- it what was her name um melisandra whatever yeah melisandra right yeah yeah and then but, but i mean i i wonder do you agree that that ending was kind of better than no, the i loved it i loved it yeah. no it was yeah. a perfect which, cap which i ending? thought the the one with the pill and her and the whole confrontation yeah, yeah, was, was real right. good yeah there was three endings. Um, oh <laughs> i see what you mean well okay him talking to kit harrington on the on the the beach Right, the, the banks of the Tam, the Tam, and um, and of course just the ending in the uh, yeah, the ending where he lets him go. It's CTU. like, nah, go yeah. Oh, and if you guys, if you guys, by the way, were wondering why they did that that snapshot at the end when he's on the bank of the thing, and then it turns inverse and then fades out, uh, right at the end. We're talking oh, the yeah. very final yeah. scene. That's right. a thing they did in every episode of that show. Okay, oh, all right. That was why. So, and and Peter Firth is the main guy in the TV show, correct? correct. Like he's the well, he's, he's the, the Jack Bauer of sort of. He's dude in charge. Uh, okay, and it does focus around him. His role, you know, in the first part of this movie where he's in there, kind of calling the shots and doing that yeah. stuff. 
that's kind of the whole series. That's his space. And then everyone else kind of works for him. So they have a lot of other mini Jack Bowers that run around and do actual ops for him. He's (laughs) a little mini Jack Bowers. It's like that. It's like he's just sort of the dude what's in charge, and then everybody kind of does what he says. Gotcha. And he's so very he's good. Coach. Yeah. He's very good in the show. He's very so, good here. He's just He's great. really good here, yeah. yeah. I, they, I, this movie does make me want to go back and, and watch Spooks oh, yeah. now or MI5, the TV show. It's good. Yeah, it's a pretty good It's a pretty good drama. It, uh, so June, the character early on, spoiler, that, that dies at his hand, essentially. Oh, yeah. At Peter first uh, hand. Sure. Spoiler, uh, it happens in the first two minutes of the film. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, guess why I said spoiler with sarcasm. Pretty <laughs> all over it. And uh, but she died. So is, was she like a I know she was from the series. Was she a bigger character? Was it I, I wonder how people who watch the series were like, no, not June. She was there for eight seasons. I can't believe they just killed her in the movie because she just kind of. Well, this was this there. was clearly a film that decided that it wanted to be the end of all MI5 slash spooks. Like this was yeah, a, yeah. this, this was a capper finale. because. It's never going to be the same. He's no longer in charge of anything over there. Uh, you know, all things are sort of tied up. People are dying that were on the show for a decade. And that's a much more meaningful death if you're a fan of the show. Like, if you're a fan of the show, you're like, oh, my gosh, really? She's That's it yeah. for her? Like, that was probably really heartbreaking and, for and a lot for, of people. From everybody else, they had to get the cheap shot. It was like, uh, oh, no, no, kill her. Why not? We haven't even really met this woman yet. Oh, but she's got a kid. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling for her now. And uh and uh Tuppence Middleton is on my mind because she plays uh Lady Waycrest in World of Warcraft. She oh. voiced the the you know, head of the Waycrest house who is battling the invasion of Drust and Drustfar. Oh, right. That's oh. some good undead huh. stuff going on there. She's she's very cool. Um uh, she's in the new of course she is, but Downton Abbey movie. Uh, she was not in the show, so I don't know what the deal is there, uh, and I haven't kept up with the final seasons of that thing. But, um, you know, she seems like she's up and coming, doing stuff, getting around. Mm-hmm. It was What's a weird that, role you, for her. Not though. the first person I've heard say this. What is it about Downton Abbey that people are like they'll watch through two or three seasons and they actually would rather start over than continue to the end of the seasons? Um, oh, I don't know really? if I, I don't know if I'd want to start over. I would, I would have to just go find out where I finished. I think it was season three and then just continue forward. Uh, I'd, I'd be fine with just doing that, but that's a really, it's a, such an interesting thing that it even exists or mm-hmm. that it's any good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious about, I think we talked about this on another show, but I'm curious about what the audience is that goes and sees that they're going to be diehard Downton Abbey fans, obviously. But mm-hmm. that'll be it. Like I, I feel very strong. Oh, that was you, but I was telling you if you were going to go see that movie, I, yeah. that's one of those movies where I'd be like, well, yeah, "That is." Where I don't you think I have any idea show. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. you kind of need the show. And but then I'm not sure I would have said that had I not seen. Uh, had you not said that you saw Firefly or Serenity before you saw Firefly, um, any of the show, and, well, and you had no problem. You know, that's true. But I felt like that was that that can that can work because it's science fiction there are archetypes um i i get immediately who captain mal is like i feel like that movie did a great job of saying hey you're coming here sight unseen don't worry you're going to get a cool science mm-hmm. fiction romp and you're all good and they, and they may do we you know obviously we haven't seen the downton abbey film so we, they may do the same thing um as far as a really kind of overall character intro for those people who get drugged there by their wives 
like I probably will. I, th- will be. <laughs> I think there's I, I think there's like a gradient. And on like one end you have Rambo five, right? Mm-hmm. And like it does not matter one lick if you've seen any Rambo. It doesn't matter if you've right. seen any movies. You're gonna you're gonna get caught up, right? <laughs> You'll know what's going <laughs> on then, with Rambo as soon as you sit down. Yeah. You're right. But then on yeah. the other end, it feels like Downton Abbey can't possibly catch you up in I don't know, backstory, people using each other's names out loud when they know the name and always have. You know, like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is only going to take you so far with Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's just, it's also the way it's threaded and sto- and the story is told. It is very here is a family over time kind of arc. Yeah. And you and you get right. all the bits and the pieces and the stuff. So and then so to just jump straight into a movie seems odd to me. So we'll see. The way a do, lot but. of the way a lot of drama series become a movie is they set the movie. They don't set it at the end of the whole series. They put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think it would be really funny for everyone to go see this movie and realize in the first five minutes, shit, it's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, by yeah, the way, I like uh, Fire Walk with me. That that might be my favorite. <laughs> film that was like uh well no i mean serenity it's hard to top serenity but you know films that uh came from tv shows to continue the story whether whether it was before or after and i really liked uh, fire walk with me as well i've seen serenity 19 or 20 times and my That's family crazy. can't stand it because when i watch it or when i when someone will say well we should we watch something tonight and get pizza i go serenity now every time <laughs> and they get annoyed they're like dad we've seen it 10 times maybe we'll or 20 times we'll see something else so that's usually was uh, the Avengers, uh, the British Avengers thing. Was that a continuation? Like, cause it was them retiring. Wasn't it? I don't remember. After, I didn't see it. Right. I'm trying to remember too. Did we, do we watch that for film no, set? No, 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 uh-uh. no, no, definitely not. I think and I felt like we may have been on a list at one point. Like maybe we were gonna, but we didn't, I don't know. Uh, sex in the city. Never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's another. That's another example. I wonder how. Yeah. That one held we up. did watch though was the Batman 1966 Batman, which was, you know, continuation yeah. of the. Uh, I'm uh, realizing there's a huge difference between a TV show that leads to a movie and the movie stars other people, mm. and a TV show that has a movie and it's all the same people. You right, know, like the, right, the, right. the Star Trek: The Next Generation movies is yeah. it's just a different thing than you know like the a team or the uh you know well yeah the charlie's you know angels I mean? films there's like yeah I mean, you're, you're talking different. about like a but i mean the the avengers if i remember correctly was liam neeson and or no did it, it did have uh no liam neeson was uh a team he was the head of the a team or maybe he was in both <laughs> i don't know maybe he was in both the avengers though was it the same actors i felt like it was the same i um, think there was a isn't, has there been two? Oh, Ray Fiennes, not Liam Neeson, Ray Fiennes. Okay. And Uma See, I, I just, I remember it being Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Mike Ruffalo. <laughs> I'm confused. How this is Shwarma. And, yeah. Yeah. This MI5 that. felt very much to me with with the, the pacing and everything felt like X-Files movies did to me. A little bit, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, fair, fair enough. Really I mean, it's not obviously different focus and not supernatural yeah. this and that, but but yeah, like it's a little bit like that. And this is a this is a combo of what you guys were just talking about. This is some of the old cast of a beloved drama showing up in your film and then a bunch of new faces, you know, Kit Harrington being the most prominent. And right. That, that's a weird thing. I mean, when you we're used do. to filming a TV show that's about an hour long and then suddenly you get into a roomier area, you know, in a little bigger screen and different sets because, you know, 
X Files. They 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 did a lot of location shots. They also did a lot of stuff back in you know the, at the studio. So I, I feel like it just gets this totally different flavor, and you know you get a different cinematographer probably and mm-hmm. most likely. And so yeah. it's odd to see your tv show and actors there but with just a little bit different flavor to it sure i mean the director here did the show as well a bunch of episodes in the show um so he you know he'd had experience with that and to me it felt like i mean if i'm being honest here it felt like a tv episode just longer it totally did like this i I even put and i think in our discussion after i'd watch it said uh for what for for good or bad this movie feels like a made for made for netflix british espionage yeah, yeah, movie yeah. and it totally does i really really enjoyed it yeah you know, I, and I enjoyed like it i said well. it makes me want to go back and watch um spooks but uh no kit harrington though sorry that's all right i'm okay with that i i really like peter firth so i'm kind of you know excited to see more of his character he's great and and i just want to i like i gotta put this somewhere in this episode so i may as well do it now Someone came along since we said we're going to watch this movie and mm-hmm. added to the trivia page on IMDb, Sylvester Stallone was considered for the main role of this film. I want I want you to identify yourself to us. Yeah. C- claim your work, mystery trivia adder. Here's what I, I think. Here's what I think. I think that it is just a long-running IMDb-wide joke to put this in now, and it's got it is, nothing yes. to do with us, but it sure feels like it because every time we look at anything – Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or somebody like that is credited as almost getting the role. I and, need you to email us whoever put that there. Yeah, that's so stupid. Oh my! Gosh, I'm going to put a stupid. stake in the ground and say that we need. If uh, you know, we've had talk about uh, film sack TV shirts like uh, film sack T-shirts like the Scott and Randy and Brian and Brian, you know, mm-hmm, in big right. helvetical letters. I think we need shirts that just say. Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone was considered for this role. Nice. <laughs> Just on the front of the shirt. I'd buy that. I'd wear that. I'd I would wear absolutely that. wear that. I'd wear that everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see. Actually, we do have some shirts up right now. What do we have for Film Sack? Hold on. I never talk about these on the show. That's a dumb thing not to do. Yeah. Here it is. I, kn- I didn't know we had shirts. Uh, clothing, uh, bundles, b- apparel. That's what we call it, apparel. Here we go. Uh, film Sack. We got one that says Scott and Randy and Brian and Brian Film Sack at the end. Uh, we got one that says, "Nope, that's it. That's the film sack." That's that's the whole <laughs> list. <laughs> that is speaking, that is both alpha and omega. Yep. That is A and Z. Yep. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the whole list, oh, uh, also on IMDb, uh, every movie has a category called plot keywords. the The first three plot keywords for this movie are murder of a pregnant woman, woman yeah, murders a man, and pregnancy. Yeah. You know why? Because I think I think that that is a tool used by um, people with weird fetishes. Like it's <laughs> it's I think that they figured out something that that 99 percent of IMDb users don't use. Mm. And so they'll have like they'll put stuff in there like full frontal nudity of a child or, you know, it's like oh, wow. some weird like right. uh, um Lots of feet. So you, you, <laughs> you think, know, NS, you think NSA like a, is doing this, right? Throwing a big net? Mm, maybe. I think that I think that there they people have just found like there's a certain group of people who have found a part of IMDb that's not really being used by anyone else. And they said, you know, we could just use this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. You look, at, you look at other films and they do they all have that really weird plot keywords thing that you wouldn't say 
uh, had this, anything to do with the main focus. Right. Of the this movie is not about pregnancy. I don't understand right. how it's in the top right. three keywords. What? Right. Oh, because of the the why his wife was pregnant. Yeah, his wife, his wife exactly. is pregnant, yeah. and she's dead. Yeah, that was a that was a rough. The, the, uh, here, okay, was I was gonna weird. I was gonna ask you guys why. Why would you even Why would you even bring the body if it was dead? That's well, what I didn't understand. Here's what I was why gonna ask you. Bother? Here's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think that um the movie? So the movie got a rated R here. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't like violence wise. It felt like well below PG 13. It was like TV level stuff. It was like no big deal. There was hardly any blood. There was, yeah. Uh, the shootings were all very quick and so often and off sometimes camera. Sometimes off screen. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that sort of thing. There were a couple of F bombs, mostly Kit Harrington dropping them, but you can get a couple of those in a PG 13 and get away with it. Was it the, it may have been the subplot with, Hey, the pregnant wife of this terrorist is dead in the back of a car with her eyes open. And, or in the trunk or whatever. Oh, that was probably sure. what pushed it over. But I, other than that, like, why was this Look movie? Look what's in my hard, trunk. Right? It's Kit Harrington. By the way, just just to really quickly put a pin in that last thing, I uh, looked at Kindergarten Cop, which is a film that I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the uh, lead role. <laughs> yeah, of. yeah. Uh, plot. The first three plot keywords are holster, shoulder holster, and shoulder. Wow. Shoulder holster <laughs> and and not. Not tumor because that's all I think. <laughs> no, when I think tumor that. would be. Oh my god! Is there a way to to add? Right. Plot keywords because I would love to have tumor slash not a tumor. Well, it's all <laughs> that stuff's all crowd done, right? So yes, you could go it's in there. And, no, yes. I don't know anymore. I'm just IMDb. Someone needs to come fix your crap. Yeah. IMDb. Yeah, that's I mean the, ferret. The... Ferret is listed as uh, one of the ferret. keywords. <laughs> Why? Ex ex husband ex wife obscene finger gesture. Oh, there's uh, Astoria. Uh huh. Singing yeah, is listed as uh, uh, keywords. Yeah. Cheering is listed as a keyword. This is just yeah, completely yeah. broken. That's a bad. Ta- <laughs> that's like a, a tag cloud gone wrong. It's just wrong. I no, wonder if I wonder if this is all watched by AI or something. Probably just like it picks this thing out. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. That seems too dumb. Some even weird for AI. AI sitting in a dark room watching these. That's what I want. I see. think people dick around with it. I mean, we know the trivia is that way, yeah. or else there wouldn't be a Sylvester Stallone was considered for this role line in yeah. MI five, which is. The dumbest yep. thing I've ever heard. Like he was going to be the Kit Harrington character. Yeah, that makes sense. Pull old, pull old Sly Stallone out of retirement and have him come work with Peter Firth. <laughs> Never retired. No, not the actor. Right. I just mean the character. Like the his oh. kids it wouldn't have fit in 2015. Are you kidding? He's 900 years old. It doesn't work. It's, it's not. It's totally a gag. But I'm now looking at our upcoming list of movies that we're going to watch for film sec, and I'm making notes on what's in the trivia to see if if we're actually affecting. Yeah, who who yeah. knows how that'll go. Um, and I right. think there's even a part of, so that with IMDb, you can actually go to a page that does the keywords so you can specifically say, all right, let, show me all the movies that have, and you do like a little checkbox list of here are the things I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. and But it, it sorts them by the number of times they're included in movies. And uh, female nudity is like the ninth one down. Wow. Something wow. called F-rated, which I don't know what F-rated is. Mm-hmm. F-bombs um, maybe? I don't know. Uh, father-daughter relationship, mother-son wow. relationship, uh, softcore male nudity. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> These guys know that real porn exists, right? They can just go find that. Right, right, exactly. Well, Sure, hun, we can watch an independent film. All right, let's see what we got. Independent <laughs> film, female nudity. Yeah, okay. How about any of these? 
Because IMDb allow adult films in their archives? I mean, in their I database? Mean, some is of that... it, like the Sylvester oh, Stallone sure. thing is. And the, yeah, um, the thing we looked last week we are looking at. I don't know if it's uh, like all hardcore but porn movies. Yeah, I don't think but... you can get Big Booty Bounce 5 or something like that in IMDb. Oh, is that an crazy. actual... Hold on. Is that an actual thing? Big I Booty Bounce? No, that's, the, that's the, the name that I can... I'm sure I'm getting it wrong, but it's the one that uh, we talked about on TMS years and years ago where the woman bought uh, a DVD for her child and the, the newscaster clips up said something like they saw naked people. Uh, <laughs> something like big booty bounce five. Or all something. right. I found an answer to this question. So yeah. apparently it's cursory stuff. It's rare once in a while because some mainstream person used to be like Tracy Lord's probably got some credits. In oh, there. sure. They don't yeah. really detail them or go too deep into them, but they're in there because of just data reasons. There is like now throat would be in there, but, but right. you know, not the thing that you see down at the sticky floor kitties theater. <laughs> exactly. Now on the yeah. to as a result or as a response, there is now an internet adult film database, which is <laughs> oh, interesting. IAFD.com, and apparently that's where you go for that. So I, I don't know why well, they don't I would love to know what the now. keywords. Oh yeah. my god, I can't even imagine. I don't even want to know what the keywords are. I mean, I don't are. know if it's, it's like the like same that. kind of thing. Let's see. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be safe here. Oh boy, do that Thanks on your private a lot, browser. Yes. Spooks. Okay. MI five <laughs> taking us down this. Okay, it looks like it, it looks yeah. like it is it's the front page is is pretty safe for work. There's nothing crazy here. Um okay. but if you click on Oh, they have it by birthday. So, oh God! Okay. Oh, geez. Can we, All right. can we get back to MI5? Yeah, can I get right, out of right, this? Right, 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 right. Thank you. Yeah, I don't want this. I don't want this anymore. Yeah, literally um, no nudity on the front page though. That's that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's I guess uh, that's how they get you. That's how they get you, dude. <laughs> So oh, this is this is good and healthy. Like safe okay, I'll add this to my safe search. Whoa, that's awesome! All right, check this out. Uh, the uh, the scenes in London, the streets there took re- reshoots over and over. They had to keep doing reshoots, not because anybody kept blowing it, not because any acting was wrong, not any of those things. It's because Continuity. at in 2015 we were at peak Game of Thrones. People were right. really into it. And as a result, mm-hmm. these big buses they have all around London were driving around with his face on them. So, like, it'd be oh, a big picture nice. of Jon Snow floating by <laughs> in a scene and it'd be like, oh, my gosh, cut. We have to do it because they're running like, around with people in it. Come on. That's great. <laughs> I love very that. First, very, very first scene in the movie, the very first shots had an example of the worst rain machine rain I've ever <laughs> seen. And it what makes me it? so sad because no, they're exactly in freaking what you're London. Yeah. You would think they could have just gotten a day when it was actually raining. But then again, I can also understand filmmakers being like, hey, a sunny day. That makes it I, easier. Yeah. I wrote that down on my on my notes because I noticed that it was like, it's a shot where the, uh, you know, it's right after you see the helicopter kind of hovering. You've got rain kind of coming down. It's like, all right, that's pretty cool. But there's a panning right shot where it looks like, um, there's a little bit of rain coming down on some cars, but one car has like a bucket being poured on the top of it. It's ridiculous. And I think I figured it was just underneath like a rain spout or something. I, I was ready to write that off just based on how, how well they did everything else. But you think that that was just like, Oh, it was absolutely rain machine, right? You can see areas where there's no rain hitting the ground. <laughs> you can see areas where, uh, cars are under stuff mm-hmm. and the rain machine was turned to spritz them. Uh-huh. And so the the rain is all on one side of the car. It's so bad, <laughs> and it's just like and it's like London. What is it? Everybody talk about the weather in London, right? Like mm-hmm. it always right. rains, except when they're making this movie. Apparently, 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, act, uh, sorry to clarify the actors who are in Game of Thrones. I guess there's three total. Kit Harrington, Elise Gable, and Tim McTurney. Or Mick so Lierney. we may have to make we may have to make a little pivot here. Uh, this week uh, we couldn't f- find any Trek connections. Maybe if we do English movies, maybe we need to start doing uh, Game of Thrones connections. Yeah, Game of Thrones or uh, ahead, Harry uh, Potter connections or something. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, that, that's an interesting point because every time we do one of these British productions, it's hardly we hardly find anyone who's been in Trek. Almost never. <laughs> right. I mean that's weird. Well, the to British me. the British Film Sack podcast does that, right? They they use the Game of Thrones <laughs> and Harry Potter. Hold on, what do they call themselves? Because film yeah, sack's offensive. Curious, I was just trying yeah. to figure it out. Film pouch. Film pouch. Cause, film pouch. Because sack is like super offensive over there for some reason. I'm just gonna have that in my head. <laughs> right. They don't like sack. Not so great so. here either. Yeah, like spook, right, like spooks exactly. and MI five. We gotta split it like that. I like that. That's pretty good. And it's you know it's Nigel, 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 and Nigel on film pouch. <laughs> film pouch. I, I was reading about this the other day with Tom. There are we were doing a we did friends for uh, autopilot and. The pilot's really weird in that series. But anyway, we're, we're yeah, watching that, and we found, oh, there's this huge list of shows that were that started here that were hugely popular and then went all over the place. And there's tons of examples of this. Um, it's like when the British office came here, there's also like 15 other offices around the world. There's a Turkish office and an Iranian mm-hmm. office and all these other shows. Mm-hmm. And those are really fun to track down and read names of. The Japanese version of House MD mm-hmm. is, oh, what is it? It's like super medical happy dragon or some shit like that. <laughs> it's awesome. It's this ridiculous oh, name with the word dragon in it. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, right. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wish That's I could funny. find it. Uh, actually, here. I'll, I'll, Japan. House is it? Is it because MD. the uh, the main character is so? crotchety that like he's kind of like a dragon <laughs> i don't know like that's what's well, great about japanese uh uh title conversions and why video games in japan sound so stupid to me is they all mean something but to us they just sound like gibberish yeah like, what the heck right. i can't find it now tv show okay well it was really funny when i saw it now i can't find it huh. anyway uh something to go look for yourselves if you want to find that uh, I wrote here, how you know they're lying, that Sylvester Stallone thing. So we've already talked about that, I guess. Oh, here's a trope for you right here. Uh, shoot him in the knee first to show you're serious. You can't shoot him entirely if you don't shoot him in the knee first. So that girl took one to the knee and then. Uh, oh, right. Right. You don't think I'll shoot her? You don't think I'll shoot her? Yeah. Boom. Kneecaps gone. Now, did she pull the trigger? Mm-hmm. Remind me. She pulled it at the end. She, she tried to. She, she, she helped. She, yeah, I mean, she put her hands on on uh, his hands to kind of like pull the trigger and just say, you know, end it. But uh, I think he, I thought he threw down the gun when she did that. Okay, that might be right. Uh, and then I wrote the funny thing is, and this 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 is actual writing here. I wrote. I wrote well, the, the funny thing is the funny thing is Rob Stark got a better gig with the Bodyguard show on Netflix, just like Rob <laughs> Stark got a better deal on a Game of Thrones over his brother Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminds me to tell people if you haven't seen that uh i forgot his name what's his real name the rob stark guy whatever yeah um uh, madden madden no. not john not john madden richard richard john. madden richard madden that's it <laughs> john madden <laughs> well we're planning on bringing over the arrows over here to this side let me draw the telecaster here and you don't you know what that's not a bad john madden that you do Oh really? I've never tried to do a John Madden. Wasn't bad. I could hear. Uh, it well, I'm going to workshop a little bit. All right, let us know how that goes. <laughs> there, there is so much bad gunplay in this movie that I can't. I couldn't even. Like I gave up. You I was so right frustrated. What did you dislike most? What was the What was the gunplay you disliked most? 
uh, everybody uh, ejecting uh, around when they were, uh, you know, to let someone know that there's a gun present. That ridiculous, that ridiculous clack, clack. And the worst example of it is a sniper who would never do that. No one who you if worst you were ever. if you were given two hours of sniper gun training, you would never, ever again consider ejecting around in order to I don't even know what why like who could hear you from that distance. I don't even and get it. It's why would, and, and he's just and he's trying to why would he shoot her in the chest? You know she's wearing a vest. Oh, that was the other thing. This guy. I wrote this down, too. I'm so glad you brought that up because this must be the gamer in my head talking. Mm-hmm. But I've learned over many 20-plus years of first-person shooters that you aim for the head. You get more damage yeah. with the head. You take them <laughs> oh, out yeah, better with the head. He was aiming for the head, though. He was at a great distance, in the, and, he, and he didn't aim high enough. He All didn't right. account he for absolutely- gravity. Well, yeah, uh, like or or wind. There was there was clearly wind. Or, I thought that was kind of goes straight down and pushes the bullet from the head to yes. the chest. Yes, that actually happens. <laughs> it yes. does actually. He's right. And, that drop. Okay. That drop is whether is can be. Yeah, like those guys and, are always oh, going okay. twenty two, right. fifty three. He's got the little guy laying next to him with the binoculars, then, trying to give you the. But then there's a shot of you looking down the sights, and you see him put the center of the sights on her face. And of yeah, course, yeah. like that's just like okay, whatever. I who cares? Gotcha, like okay. the gunplay again. The gunplay is so bad. There's actually a promotional picture of this film where two agents are going upstairs, and they both have pistols out with their fingers on the trigger, and the agent behind uh, the one in front is aiming at the stairs, looking down the sights of his pistol, aiming at the stairs as he goes up the stairs. And it's like the, just the dumbest thing. Well, no one would do that. When the CIA guy got shot. That was my in favorite. He just opening. walked straight in like a dummy. Yeah, and then yep. she yeah. just did the same thing. She walked right back. She went, got on the phone and said, uh, Jenkins is down, and then just walked through again. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Someone just semi-automatic or at least shotgun, okay. shotgun that guy dead, and now you're just going to walk in there? You just, you just added Leroy Jenkins to this. I love it. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like, he went busting in without... He basically Leroy Jenkins himself to the floor and died. All right, chums. Yeah, and he was the American guy, right? The CIA mm-hmm. guy. He was a CIA agent. Yeah. Correct. It's interesting. This is. She the- called it out. She said the CIA agent just walked in. He's dead. He's yeah. dead. Come I, on. I, I know what they were trying to do with the American bad guy because what that is yeah. that plays off some some actual ones. Like there there are radicalized dudes grew up here and then left and are now in Afghanistan or somewhere else. Like that's a thing. And I, they were trying to capture that. I just, he didn't seem like a leader to me. He seemed like an angry brat with like. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, power hungry or power yeah. to his head kind of thing. Yeah. Why anybody's following him, I couldn't quite figure out. But, but there were moments hey, of Nobody life. really, just like his family, right? His brother was the sniper. His cousin was over there packing up uh, dynamite vest. It was awesome. <laughs> was that his cousin? Family thing. <laughs> I didn't I know, know that was his cousin. If it was I don't his family, know. His okay. I just assumed maybe it was a whole family thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Speaking speaking of that, there's a trope alert here. Oh, uh, wait, we haven't used this in a while. Here, uh, uh, he's uh, the the terrorist has a man on the inside. It's the youngest, greenest man, and yeah. there's a second person on the inside in a shocking twist at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty. Twisty. I I was never shocked or twisted. This whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, I Can't always wondered. I mean, they, me. they they also the bigger part of that trope is they they want you to think it's the angry bald guy that that's 
in there meddling with with the way things are done and then firing him and then taking charge and all that everybody the movies like this want you to go i can't i don't trust that guy he's too mm-hmm. he's too mean he's too power hungry he's got to be the guy and then when he's you know stands up sort of unflinchingly to that terrorist gun in his face right he was, with, he became, with ray parker look alike or no ray parker yeah it was ray park <laughs> ray park now ray parker ray parker jr right ray parker jr Darth Maul. Ray, what's his Darth name? Maul, yeah, right. Ray Park. Ray Park. Ray Park. Right. Yeah. That's fine. But he 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 kind of became a badass in the end. Like that guy was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hated him at first. And I was like, oh, this is either too obvious or it's someone totally different and they're misdirecting. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they were misdirecting. But I I mean, I didn't think it was the lady until the until that very end thing. I had no idea. Right. Right. No idea. So they pulled they got me on that. And I thought that was really good. You got good. me, movie. That, you got that, me. That, like Brand, Randy said, that ending was really good. And the way that they uh, handled all that, I think, was really good. I thought the standoff in the office itself was super intense. Mm-hmm. I even liked oh, yeah. the guy with the grenade getting smashed up against the glass and then blowing a hole. Yes, and, and blowing a hole through the glass. Yeah, That's our, that's our second uh, gunfight in a couple of weeks where we've seen people shooting through glass holes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Snowpiercer. Uh, Snowpiercer, sure. yeah. Piercer. That's so dumb and Snowpiercer, yeah, but, though. But that was from Snowpiercer was from a ridiculous distance. This is actually <laughs> ridiculous. Like, oh, okay, I can kind of see that. Not yeah, bad. this one it was totally believable. It's like twelve feet away. That glass right. would have to be blasted to blow up like that. Like it all felt legit to me. It was it was fine. Mm-hmm. And John Snow, that dude doesn't. Kid Harrington actually smile ever. Does anyone know if he ever like? I, uh, no, never in his that, life. Yeah, okay. not in this or Game of Thrones. We're oh, waiting yeah. for that rom com though. That's gonna be right. that's when we finally there's, see Kit Harrington uh, There's actually there's actually pictures of him marrying the actors who played Egret on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their their husband and they wife. They look miserable. And, <laughs> and, no. There are some of the marriage of the wedding pictures where he's smiling and it looks like they brought in a Jon Snow look alike. Oh. To to stand in <laughs> for Kit Harrington, it does not look like Kit Harrington. Really? Oh, I love right. it. Really, I totally love that. Uh, yeah. Fun side side note that his wife, the actress who played Ygritte in Game of Thrones, is also in a couple of the early seasons of uh, Downton Abbey as a as one of the house. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. she was very good on there. I remember seeing her leave that show and went, "Oh, I wonder." Where Rose she'll Leslie. Go. Rose yes. Leslie. And I thought, "Where's Rose she going to go? She's yeah. cool." And then the very next year, she's where's she going to go? Hey, where are you going? Come back here. <laughs> I'm going to Game of Thrones. She says. Anyway, but a guy like him, he's a very slender, very slight man, and so a but guy he like runs him runs like, like a man. Oh sure, 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 yeah. sure. But I'm just saying, like in general, that's he, that's how you know this isn't Mission Mission exactly Impossible, by the way. What I was <laughs> thinking. Yeah. In general, he needs to scowl all the time to look dang- dangerous. Like if he if he wasn't scowling all the time, you would disregard him. He's so. Well, I think he's got a I charming mean, smile when he does it, and he he kind of brightens up the room when he does it. But it's always got this tinge of sadness to it. And yeah, right. I, don't I mean, know. He does have sad would eyes. you do you would you say the same thing about Sutherland and Twenty Four? Like, man, Jack Bauer just never smiles. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he always he always gives that I look would, down and kind of goes. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I would say really... that's also a, a part of Keith, uh, uh, Kiefer. Uh, Kiefer. 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 Kiefer I would. I would also say it's a, it's a part of his like career. You know, like going back to when he was a teenager in movies. He he's made a career of scowling. Yes, and kind of a sneer. He brooded yeah. a lot, but I, you know, he also smiled. I mean, it was always evil, but he smiled a lot in Lost Boys, as an example. Yes, evil smile with his. <laughs> I like those maggots, Michael. Yeah. 
Enjoy those maggots. Is that uh, we got to check the status on that redo because that's happening? I heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, yeah. Lost Boys. Let's see what's going on with that. Was it a series? Somebody's doing something. Oh uh, right, but it was going to focus more on the Frog Brothers or something. Yeah, is that right or something like that? Or the Frog Boys were going to come back like oh, can't to find be part anything. of this. Yeah, it was like maybe one of Apple's new things they're doing on their streaming thing or something. Somebody's working on something. And I don't know what it was, yeah. but I want to. I'm just. Des- so- I'm July 29th. Oh, God, CW. Well. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had such high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if, if they went the supernatural route, I'd maybe be okay with it because that show's pretty great that way. Yeah. Like they- it's being done by the guy who did uh, Veronica Mars and iZombie, Rob Thomas, no relation to uh, Matchbox 20, uh, dude uh stars let's see the only two holdovers from the original pilot will be medallion rahimi sure as stella and dakota shapiro who will play david there are no names in this list that i've oh tyler no tyler posey (laughs) you say tyler perry medea's in this (laughs) why not (laughs) 2019 guys where this is where Uh, we are i'm looking to see if there's any sort of like here's oh early 2020 Okay. So, all right. I'm I'm curious yeah. about that. They get it right tonally, and it's not just a teen fest. I, I might be into it. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited about the Face Off reboot. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird thing. Can we talk about this for a second? Because we because yes. we film sack this, didn't we do? We yes, did this is appropriate to talk about here. Yeah. yeah. So I think we watched it, right? We well, totally watched it. Yeah. Let me make sure because we've been sure before. I could eat a peach for hours. That's why it's on your soundboard. Face. Okay, there. It's not in the. It's got to be in the archive. What? Well, no, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't worry yet. Okay, we did. Face Off, episode one thirty nine. Yeah. That was back in twenty twelve. So, Face Off, one of my favorite nineties movies. I love John Woo. We've been, been through all that before. Uh, part of the reason I like it is a thing that can only happen in the time it happened with the people it happened with. John Woo is the right director. Kevin, mm-hmm. or uh, Nicolas sorry, Nicholas Cage was perfect at the time, yeah. and having John Travolta be able to do a really good Nicholas Cage impression turned out to be the best <laughs> idea ever. So it was a yes. really good confluence of these things, and then his directorial style to take it over the top and everything else. I don't know how you do that again. That right. seems insane to me to even try to do that because now we live in a day where what you're going to deep fake the face uh, for oh, the video, or you're yeah. going to? No, like, I don't like the way you said that. What like are you going to deep fake the face? <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I'd love to everyone's opinion on this, but I just, I'm not one of those people that goes, I can't believe they're going to remake this thing, you know, and, and freak out like they're going to kill my childhood. I don't care about that. I'm always for, let's try to do a thing. I'm all for Matrix 4. I'm all for reboots of things. I don't care. But this yeah. in particular, for some reason, I feel the opposite because I just don't know how this works without you blowing it. And well, I mean, come on. The the guy who's writing the script is the guy who wrote the uh, the script for 22 Jump Street, uh-huh. The Cloverfield Paradox, and Sonic the Hedgehog. So wow, wow. How uh, with a with a, a resume with a resume like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, obvious progression for a filmmaker. Right. <laughs> That's What's right. next for you? Making a new face off? Yeah, I don't know about that. Dunaway, do you? How would you feel yeah. about them trying to recreate the magic of, that was face off? <laughs> I mean, see, remember, I wasn't like the big face off fan. That's the reason why I'm kind of keeping it shut because I I still had this big problem with 
you can't just swap faces. It's like Brian, yeah. shut up and have fun. I can't. You can't get past that. You can't get past that. You can't initial do it. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't get past it. So I can't uh, have fun. <laughs> if, if I will, I will be happy if they go. If they come in and go, we did more. We also did. You know, we we did like a, a plastic skull molding right, so that right. it also you know made everything else look right mm-hmm. but just Maybe taking the flesh off of it no i'm not buying that three-dimensional hologram face replacement <laughs> I, yeah see that that's they're gonna need a little more a little more creative answer for me to be just to we to use drones out. somehow somehow drones somehow are drones worked we we used see if you said like we use like nanobots i'd be like okay I can oh, sure. I can concede that. I can mm-hmm. concede that your weird it's, ass nanobites did something. Mm-hmm. It's okay, interesting yeah. that our main like the main thrust of face off for us is the hard sci-fi angle. Like that's what we're, yes. we're we're not we're we're not at all concerned about the ridiculousness of the adventure. Mm-hmm. We're just like oh, yeah. stop a minute and no, explain because, to me how the face because, works. Yeah, because without that without that face uh, swapping working the adventure doesn't matter right mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 like uh building a house on a on a, a foundation of poop lies a foundation of lies <laughs> we gotta, foundation of poop. Uh, whereas you know there's some things where it's like oh you know the the whole mi5 premise that's really cool but this one thing that they did with the guns is is a little bit unbe- unbelievable when your whole movie is based on this weird unbelievable thing that it's just like a uh, a latex mask that you can pull off one skull and slap onto another. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Then it every, doesn't matter. Every time you see them. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. I mean, it, it's, it's one thing for me to concede it from five minutes of a movie. It's like, ah, uh, right. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Tom Cruise is wearing that, that weird technology mask he's got, you know, and, and he's, <laughs> yes. if, if you only show it to me for like maybe two or three minutes, I'm like, okay, I can buy it. But mm-hmm. a whole movie. It's why I had such a problem with Lucy and didn't have that oh, same yeah. problem with limitless is that Lucy relies on this whole, like you're using all hundred percent of your brain. Yeah. Whereas yeah. limitless, well, how am I supposed to poop if I'm using hundred percent of my brain? Because something's got to give. Mm. Weird. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, so weird. the idea, the idea nowhere. is this. No, the idea is this, that if you're using hundred percent of your brain, then what, how would you, how would your body breathe? Because if you're using all of it for computation, then how is it going to, take care of the bodily functions. well you're you're on you're autonomous oh, you're, you're like motor fun your yeah, um, yeah. subconscious function that stuff's called your autonomous yeah. motor function and that stuff has to happen without you controlling yeah it. so you're breathing so you're, if you yeah. exactly so if you use 100 percent, then you're like going i better remember to breathe because i've taken complete control <laughs> okay so i was Ryan not sitting in the movie i was not sitting in the movie lucy going how come she? How come Scarlett Johansson can still poop? Brian is saying that using a hundred percent of your brain would be a DDoS attack on your whole yeah, yeah. your it whole would be body. Bad idea. Oh, that's interesting. I like that idea. comparison. That's actually yeah, a strong yeah. comparison. I like that. Don't get wait. What's the, so? What's the advice? We have advice. I don't. Know. Don't. Couldn't, couldn't it be like a fusion drive where like your <laughs> your autonomous functions are still being handled by the uh by the rom by the yeah by the rom or by the uh right, solid right. state drive that, that would be fine if it was another by the <laughs> right that'd be fine if it was something else in her body that was handling that but not really i mean some of it can be handled locally to the organs and stuff but most of it no it's got to have electrical impulses from the brain yeah it's the one if you've ever seen the futurama episode where uh they all go inside fry's body 
uh-huh. try to save him from this horrible um, gas station uh, egg sandwich oh, yeah. he bought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. And they go inside his body, and it's about, it's very scientific and fun. And there's a point where they go to his. I forgot the name of it, but it's part of the brain near the stem where if you cut the nerve there, he'll just poop. He'll just yeah, poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's that one part of the brain that's stopping us from yeah. constantly evacuating the pooping. Yeah, and, he, and they were threatening to cut it. And the, these little aliens are living in... It's a really funny episode. You guys that is watch hilarious. It. I get to watch yeah, that. that. Yeah, yeah, we got sphincter muscles, and they're tightened all the time. But when we're no longer sending the signal to tighten them... <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of go, okay. It's attack okay. on tightening them. Yep, there you go. Hey, guys, breaking in here for a quick conversation about everybody's favorite sock maker, Bombas. That's right. Thanks to Bombas for supporting Film Sack. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great, great no matter what you need or where you are or what you're doing with a wide variety of options, colors, sizes, and so on. To get 20% off your first purchase, you visit bombus.com slash filmsack. And uh, I love these guys. Uh, I'm wearing a pair. Well, actually, I'm not wearing them right now. I'll be wearing them later, though. They're the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. I have these, like, ankle highs. And I don't know. I didn't know socks could fit this well, but they do. And they've kind of changed the way I think about socks. They're comfortable socks made from super soft, natural cotton. Every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. I can attest to that. My shoes fit just fine. Brian Ibbett has some of these as well. I know he would say the same. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas looks great at the gym, at the office, or out of town. And every Bombas purchase you make, they they donate a pair of Bombas socks to someone in need. That's pretty rad. I really love them, um, for real. They're the most comfortable socks I've ever had. And I'm not saying that just because they're advertising here. Like, literally, I got a pair and went, what? Are you kidding me? These are great. I love them. I like the philanthropic mission that they'll give them to uh, others just because I bought a pair. That's pretty rad. Here's what I want you to do. Get 20% off your first purchase by going to bombas.com slash filmsack. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash filmsack for 20% off. Go do that today. Uh, all right. Uh, I have some clips if you guys like to hear them about this show, The Bodyguard. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Rob Stark's Adventures in <laughs> London. Uh, here goes. Yeah. Um, I have a few. It's not a ton because it's not a very talky movie and it's all very serious. But uh, here's one about uh, murder and not wanting to murder somebody. If you're not going to actually murder him, I think you've made your point. It feels like that would get him in jail when he grabbed him by the neck and choked him, the old guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in America, though, man. They could do that over there, right? I guess so. I don't know. Totally allowed. Totally. I don't know what they do. They they did kind of allude to the idea that they have they have closed caption cameras everywhere. Or not closed caption. Close. What's it called? Closed yeah, circuit. CCT, closed CCTV. Circuit. Yeah, the, yeah, they're closed everywhere over there, which everyone, I guess. Closed is, caption like that better. I can't understand anybody. <laughs> we need some closed caption cameras I down here. The bodyguard, actually. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's one about. Oh, I wrote, how cool does this sound coming out of this guy? I think he just sounds so cool. Here you go. Head of counterterrorism for Her Majesty's Security Service. He's just so like ASMR. Uh, breathy and right into the microphone. ASMR, that guy. Probably easier to take this dude in the UK than here is what I wrote. It's the English accent, check or the American accent. Get her to a hospital now or the deal's off. She doesn't need a hospital. 
It's too late. What she needs is mercy. It's just—it's like you watch the Big Lebowski over and over, and that's where he learned how to are, do the accent. Or are something. you sure that wasn't Scott Con? <laughs> it sounds a lot like him. <laughs> it really sounds like Scott Con from Hawaii Five O. Sure, seriously. Yeah, he really does. Maybe I, they had him do ADR. <laughs> maybe, but I was—I was like, I had to look him up because I thought he's really. He must be American, and I'm just I I'm surprised that they did that. And no, he they it's he's a British guy. He's just faking it. Did a good job though. Uh, usually I can hear that more, right? I can hear the crappy or the mm-hmm. English part coming through, and I didn't with him. He sounded he sounded like a legit douchebag, which is what bugged me. Mm-hmm. Just sound like, and I don't mean a terrorist. I mean like the guy on the floor above you that won't keep quiet on a Friday night, <laughs> like a real genuine, <laughs> right? Like the actor is a genuine douchebag. Yes, yes. Only when he does his, his uh, American accent. Uh, when you ask Rob Stark where he's off to, he'll say, I'm going to Glasgow. I'm going to Glasgow. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't they end up in Germany instead? Where did they end up? Uh, there was a lot of a lot of country changes. There's a lot of teleporting going on. Kind of like the last yeah. two seasons of uh, Game of Thrones. Everybody was teleporting. Yeah, I guess you just don't need passports yeah. at this point. Well, it's they just, talked about getting fun. burner passports at uh, passports at yeah. one point. But... The, the passports and the phones were a big yeah, you know, they didn't really approach them. That's the reason why this is more drama than like Mission Impossible would spend like at least 20 minutes telling us where they got the phone, who makes the phone, how the mm-hmm. phone functions. We mm-hmm. don't get any of that stuff here. We just, uh, it's just, hey, we have phones. Mm-hmm. They're burner phones. Yeah, as much as there's uh, lots of unrealism in the Mission Impossible movies, man, those are fun. Those are fun, yeah, fun. movies. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. This last couple are really good. Um, all right. B. Oh, I don't know what this is. Oh, this is the I played at the top of the show. So you should really be nice to me. That guy died early, though, at the party. Mm-hmm. Remember, he had the bomb. But you should. Oh, you should be nice yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, Martian Manhunter on uh, Supergirl. <gasps> what? Oh, I yeah, so when he, he looked familiar. Yeah, so when, when I see him, you know, walking around with his British accent, it's like, oh, my walking God, I've watched... With- Five seasons of Supergirl with him in his American accent. John Valjean. Yeah, that's awesome. It's my daughter's yeah. favorite DC uh, character is Martian Manhunter. It's Martian Manhunter, really? Yeah, wow. she loves him. I don't know why. Something, you know what it is. She read this book called, what's that comic called? It was Bruce, not Bruce Tim. Oh, I can't remember. The, oh, I forgot the speaking, name of it. It's really good, speaking. but it's in a big hardbound thing. And she read this thing back to front. Or to, mm-hmm. front to back, you read it oh, backwards. That's, yeah, that's the better way to watch it. And it has really, really like intense portrayals of of that character's uh, transition into Earth life, and it's oh, I think cool. that just affected her in a way that was like you know lasting. Sorry, Randy, you were you were going to say something? I just I just heard Marsha, and I'm like, is there <laughs> Marcia, a new Marcia, Brady Marcia. bunch? <laughs> Marsha Manhunter. <laughs> Marsha <Right>. Manhunter. <laughs> um, hold on, let's funny see. how. Let's see. I, names thought I, like I heard if there, if there isn't one Scott that needs you need to get on that right away creating a comic of Marsha Manhunter yeah it's not bad uh, right. she gets you, hit in the nose with a football and uh, she can't shapeshift it how out. do you find the Brady oh B-R-D-Y bunch okay birdie bunch uh, Brady just, bunch 69.95 no nothing new that I can find I no. heard there was a new Brady Bunch starring all oh. of the original no, stars. No, no, no. You but- know what that is? It's um, it's an HGTV thing where all the Brady kids are redoing, remodeling the house that was used for exterior shots. Oh, um, right. Uh, but it, but it's like Barry Williams yeah, and Maureen McCormick. Six, it is, it is all six, right down to wow. Eve Plum, Susan Olsen, Bobby Lickenland. Yeah, uh, Bobby Lickenland names right now, but I, I really. <laughs> 
wish, That's his real I name. I I but the, really, uh, but the Mike, it's Mike, I think. Mike Lookinland is his name. Mike Lookinland. That's right. Yeah. He, again, he, he again, lived. No, it's not. He There's lived. No way it really is name. his name. He 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 used to live in Holiday, I, Utah. We used, and we went out there once and smashed his garbage cans when I was in high school. It was great. <laughs> Oh man! He lived. He was just like he lived at this house. It was like midnight. He was outside smoking, and he went and into the sudden, house, and we smashed his garbage cans because we were teenagers. All of a sudden, you're the douche who lives upstairs. Oh, I was totally right? that douche. <laughs> totally that we'll douche. Show him. I'm gonna smash his cans. That, you must be. Those must. How old are you, Scott? They hate these cans, was, right? How old 50. are you, Scott? Because were they metal cans? Uh, no, they were the rubberized like, ones. Like Gro- Grover lived in. Is no, like not a, like that. These no. are like rubberized, like rubbermaid looking uh, things. Oscar. I said, I Oscar. said Grover. Is yeah, Grover did not live in a garbage. Can. Five seconds from quitting this he, podcast. He, he did him. He did it. He uh, he did on my episode. I had the super <laughs> version. The British, the British <laughs> version. Of Sesame yes. Street. Grover lives in the trash can. <laughs> oh, Grover! <laughs> Grover the Grouch. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah like, they he I, I we were I was fifteen, so you know you're fifteen. Right. You just you're dumb. You do stupid stuff. How we, do you how do you smash plastic trash cans? Though? I can't even. Well, I we jump. So we tipped them over. Trash flew out of them. Then we get up and jump on them, kind of sideways ish, and it just started cracking. And then eventually, we're just sort of flat and broken. And I mean, the funny thing is, they're just the city, so the city will send out new just, cans. Just, just a reminder to all those people who say, uh, "How, how did somebody end up in prison at such a young age?" <laughs> oh, it's totally, yeah, yeah. But I didn't you, get you caught. Think, you it's... think they're all super bad people, but sometimes you just get in the system for doing stupid crap, like jumping on somebody's trash. Well, can. I don't think yeah. you'd go to prison, but yes, you you would have, you know, you could have gotten. I would have. If we'd have been caught doing that, we would have been fined. We would have had, you know, all sorts of stern warnings, you know, whatever. It's vandalism. Stern but, warnings. But the, uh, he didn't ever hear it, and I don't even know if he cared, but we just thought we were really pulling one over on the guy that played Bobby on the Brady Bunch. We just thought that was mm. hilarious to us. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, he won't know what happened to his trash cans. It'll be hilarious. It will be funny. All right, here's a good line I wrote. I was here just long enough to realize... You can do good, or you can do well. I like that. It's a good line. Mm-mm. You can do good, it is or you a, can do well. It is a good line, and I I don't understand why it's not better like used. Mm. I guess I guess I don't think Kit Harrington is ever serious. That's what it comes to. Really, I think he's I always him. serious. He's never not. You think he's never oh. never not serious? You mean? No, I'm saying he always sounds like a child or like somebody. Who doesn't know what he's saying? He just he knows nothing. I, that's what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's that makes weird. sense. That's what his whole character is. It, it, it's the same character. Jon Snow is the same way. He's always clueless, right? He's always yeah. just a little bit clueless. Has a little bit odd perspective on life. Maybe a little, maybe an innocent perspective on life. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a, a person who knows nothing and never seems to cotton on to what's going on suddenly telling you there's this philosophy i once heard you're gonna go like no shut up i don't care what philosophy you once <laughs> i don't heard, care you what know? you read on the fortune cookie get out of here you <laughs> weirdo you john snow looking dude um all right here's a here's a oh i had to call ibbett's mom again because we were oh, short on clips. Of, course, of course yeah yeah she sent like a whole box of tapes so we've got a lot of stuff to work with here but the it, ones it, that- it, prom night lasted it was like 
days and hours and hours. Oh, and hours yeah. No, this was yeah. no normal prom, clearly. And she has yeah. so much archival evidence of that. But um, the one part she hadn't sent me, this was this part where this is actually your principal of the school who was like chaperoning that night saying this to you and your date. Okay, so that's what this is here. I hate to be ungentlemanly, but we're going to need your clothes. Jeez Louise. <laughs> mm, oh, hi. Yeah, I know. I, I used the royal we. Yeah. But, but it, it did work out. <laughs> yeah, it did okay. Yeah. And then, and then uh, there was two of these. You had to leave the dance early. And when you left the dance early, the principal said this. I'll tell you a whole. You said goodbye. There you go. <laughs> Whoa. I actually laughed when he said that. That was just so yeah. wow. Whoa, so cutting. <laughs> I don't control whose principal is whose when they're growing yeah. up in high school. I don't know. He he was so straight for the whole movie. Then he just drops that little bomb and throws the phone away. Like, yeah, mic drop. It See goes ya. it goes against type, which is fun because he does that on the on the show a lot, um, on the right. spook show a lot, and he does it in the same sort of way where it's like you know he's always trying to do the ultimate good, but he's got to do a bunch of dirty work to get there. Yeah. It's it's and and Peter Firth just does that really well. He's he's great. He's a great everyman sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he's awesome. I'd watch a sequel to this that was just about him. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, here's the other Game of Thrones actor stepping up. I'm the director general of MI5. Kill me, and then put down your gun. He's awesome. That guy's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The way he smiles but, in his but, face is awesome too. Yeah. But not good looking. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. No. He is. Uh. What is the opposite of good looking? Ugly. <laughs> Uh, he's not ugly. He's pretty yeah, ugly. I mean, a, from a purely black and white perspective, but uh, he looks like a da- he looks like a stick that was rubbed in the mud. Jeez! Wow. Yeah. Good thing you didn't say ugly. I was right? gonna say. I was gonna say he looks like the human that they based the Muppet Beaker on. Right. Right. With the chin that just goes right into the neck, like yeah. no. Yeah. 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 I do like I thought he had a handsome face. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> What's the opposite okay. of good looking? I mean, it's yeah, got he is... has he has character though. Yes, exactly. And that's what matters. You his... know, it, he's funny looking. Yeah, he's funny looking, but in a character kind of way. And I thought he was kind of a yeah. badass. All right, here's a final line. I don't know what this was. Some something about a maniac. You're a lone maniac. Oh, that's just her before she found out she Yeah, had, a maniac. She had a lone maniac. Like oh, yeah, her. <laughs> Let's enunciate, people. Yeah, say some. Must words. usually pronounce from her colon, and it just wasn't working. Yeah. She was uh, underused. Her, she was using a hundred percent of her brain. Yeah, so, that's right. So she couldn't pronounce the word at the time. She, she. Uh, by the way, a pill that would perforate, perf- quietly and silently perforate your upper bowel, uh, and right. then just ble- you just bleed out, and nobody could explain why. Right, right. That's that sounds horrendous. It does. It was great, but she would definitely not be kind of just. I'm uncomfortable. That would not be an uncomfortable feeling. That would be a, oh my God, I'm dying in excruciating pain, right? Yeah, in the worst way possible. I like the old, the, the, the spy pill that just gives you a heart attack. Just do that and get out of there. Be done. You know, just go, oh, my heart, and then you're done. And then nobody yeah. can trace it because it's some kind of weird invisible ink that, you know. <laughs> I understand that too. That, that, that also kind of threw me because it was like, Oh, it's this new drug and it perforates your colon, but it's totally undetectable. I'm like, I'm pretty sure when they take your colon out and go, what happened to this? They're going to go, 
they must have been poisoned by that new pill. <laughs> I like the idea that a that an autopsy expert always takes something out of the body and goes, every time. Ah. Oh, how did this hole get here? <laughs> Holding it up with two fingers. What's Ooh. this? <laughs> I like that a lot. All right, time to dive here. <laughs> Film sack checklist on this card right here. Uh, Jack Bowerless 24. Check. Mm-hmm. Never trust the Russians. Check. That's always a thing to remember. Yeah. And finally, why are people still using Blackberries in 2015? Check. Get a smartphone for hell's sakes. A smarter phone, sure. I should say. Uh, Trek Connection, there are no Trek people. Daryl told us there were none. So I'm going to take his word on it. I did a cursory search myself and could find nothing either. They are, it is devoid. I like, anyway. I like the idea that you're like, oh, Daryl, no. Daryl's stupid. Well, once in a, a while, he'll Google miss one. Quick. Like, like yeah. he'll miss an obvious one once in a while. And it's not his fault. It's his machine. No, it's the machine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so it'll be like a huge name like, Patrick Stewart. I know what's going on. His machine works the <laughs> his machine uses the IBM uh, the IBM Internet Movie Database uh API mm-hmm. and uh is is the the topic words are all wrong now. Yeah. It all it finds right. uh, sex connections and f- foot fetishes and yeah. things. Yeah, it only looks at the Internet Adult uh movie not your fault, database whatever it was called that yep. we were talking about. Yep. Uh also for soundtrack grade I give it an SC and that stands for me for spy cool. And I really, really quite like it. Um, I think that I have an example of it. It's not from the movie, but it's my kind of thing. If I can just find it here. Oh, I might not have it. Okay, well, never mind. I had something that was sort of like this. But uh, I love spy music that's got those weird, like... Instruments that you don't usually... Right? Like that. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. And they create like that weird tension. Yeah, right. And lots of weird little... Yeah, it's it's almost like not even music. Metallic, I don't know what to yeah. call it, but I love that. So for me, that was a it was a solid soundtrack. I mean, I the uh, the composer of the score here is a guy named Dominic Lewis, and he has a bunch of credits on action films as music department. Whoa, this is kind of I'm his the first, whole department. His first real <laughs> composer credit, and then since. He's been uh, getting some work, mostly in like short films and, and this kind of thing. But uh, he, we're we're like he's credited as the composer for the the new TV series Ducktales, and I'm like, oh, cool. that's great! Yeah, wow. do a new Ducktales? Fun, fun show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been out for a couple yeah. years now. Oh, all right. Uh, here here's an example of that kind of music. I think. Let me try this. No, that's not it. Let me try this one. This might be it. Kind of. It's not exactly right, but it's that that idea of like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it. I like it though. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, hey, look at this <laughs> Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Mission Impossible Five. A <laughs> bunch of men show up on motorcycles and then they hold you by the throat and make loud, angry demands. And there's a pregnant woman who's been drugged, and you tie another woman to a chair on a top of a plastic sheet covering the floor, just like a knight at Ibbot's house. Yes. Hey. Oh, I still didn't hear that. I was hoping for a banjo now, but not now. Later. Into banjo. Hold on. <laughs> not I'll, banjo. I'll so, one. Oh, Hawaiian <laughs> Hawaiian banjo. Sorry. Play it. Ukulele is what I meant. I didn't mean banjo. 
Uh, okay, who's next? Brian Dunaway. I'm the one with the banjo. I live in the South. Get oh, it right, Scott. Right. Spooks. Yeah. The greater good, a.k.a. MI5. But what about Fast's cat in room 58? I watched all the way through the credits. Nothing. What about the cat? Cat in a bucket. <laughs> cat in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to play the thing for it. Who's going to feed the cat now that Bass is oh, dead? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody. That's who. All yeah, right. Somebody else. So another flat will pay for that. Another flat. Always another flat. Yes. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. MI5. It's like 24 CSI Las Vegas and NCIS went across the pond and became two pounds, four pence, CSI Kings Cross, and NCIZ. <laughs> Wow, that was a lot to take in, man. NCIZ. I it's love that. It's too early on a Saturday morning for me to follow <laughs> you know, what you, you just said. Pause, like, pause after each one to kind of, you know, absorb it and then move on to the it next one. It was very good. That intense bit of music means it's time for the alternate titles. These were also just handed to me. This was almost called Most Informative 5. Hmm, interesting. I was just trying to come up with MI things. Uh, so the final one sense. is uh, Moist Igloo 5 because I couldn't find another one. <laughs> moist that, That's global warming for you. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what we get to. <laughs> most moist, right? Yep. Yeah. Climate change is yeah. among us. Uh, quickly, we have emails. I have two very short ones from you folks at home who sent them to filmsack at gmail.com. This first one is from Jesse in Albany, New York. He says this. Hi, Sackers, on the Rocky Three episode. Dunaway asked about composition of flop sweat when you see people sweating their asses off in movies. Uh, yeah. And he yeah. says, and I think I know what it is. Of all oh. the damn ways to contribute to the damn show, this is what I get. Anyway, in movies and photography, sweat can be simulated by mixing regular old glycerin and water together, a 50-50 combo, and then putting it in a spray bottle. Spray it on the subject, and voila, instant sweat. I've listened to every episode since the first and only regret some of it <laughs> watching the movies <laughs> he says watching, he, do, he does say watching the movies i mean not your reviews anyway you guys are great oh. thanks for everything what uh, what email gross got out the most <laughs> this might have been this right. one so so the glycerin like the glycerin i assume gives you the congealing effect of yeah, sweat it's like it's like caro right, syrup right. it's the the uh consistency the viscosity okay of caro syrup and you don't yeah. just don't add nitro, right? Is that what I learned from cartoons? If you put nitro in your glycerin, you explode. Is that the That's deal? when it becomes an explosive and the coyote goes off the side of the uh, cliff. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Super genius. All right. Uh, final one. Mike O wrote in uh, and he had a, a comment about Cameron Diaz and her porno uh, that, we, <laughs> that she supposedly did because we brought her up. I give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it up in, con in context with St uh, Stallone's first thing being, you yes. know, weird half hardcore whatever that was anyway she says hey sackers or he says hey sackers uh while listening to episode 434 the one about rocky three you mentioned that cameron diaz starred in a porn i've heard this legend so many times i had decided to do my own research and it turns out it was a softcore bdsm film when she was 19 and in that case only exposed her breasts now here's my oh. least favorite part of this ready okay i'm just warning everybody this part i'm about to read i really don't like reading it but i'm gonna read it one of the articles I found about this states, quote, in the video, Cameron pulls down her bodysuit and apparently hardens her nipples with some sort of aerosol spray, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> some sort. Yeah, some these sort. Are, I, need, I, need details. I need details. Is it uh, is workable fixative? Is it uh, like starch? These nipples are too soft. They need hardening. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what it is too, but medical description uh, porn is like the 
Right. The uh, the people who explain porn to the blind, who like right. narrate porn for the blind. Right. Oh my god, Cameron! No one's gonna find your soft nipples attractive. We're gonna need to do something about that. Yeah. That is a right. weird. Get some aerosol spray. Yeah. Nobody wants to look at your flaccid nipples, Cameron. Mm-hmm. I understand what you guys are on about. <laughs> I spray spritz my nipples with. Right, never mind. I better stop this now. Wait, what do you use? Like a little vinaigrette, or what is it? I want to know what you put on there. Uh, I use Pam. (laughs) Pam. (laughs) Pam. Pam's a good idea. It'll keep you from chafing. That's fine. Yeah, it's a friend of mine, uh, Pam Simonson. Yeah, she's real great. Oh, you put Pam on there. Got it. Got it. Got it. Take that, Pam Simonson. That one. (laughs) He does say uh, so while not a Stallone level of uh, movie, it was still shot as a pornographic film. You were technically correct, the best kind of correct. Thanks for keeping me entertained at work and keep on sacking. Says Mike O. Well, Mike O, thank you for the titillating details. Of oh, him. I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. And uh, Jesse P. The blind person that we were narrating the porn for saw what you did there. Yes, indeed. Also, Jesse P. in Albany. Thank you for sending your email as well. If you'd like to send your own in, it's easy. Filmsack at gmail.com. I would now like to make a demand. This is time where we usually say what our next film is. My demand is whatever we had planned, move it because Vampire Kiss is going in. If anyone oh. uh, tells me otherwise, you're insane. We need to do Vampire's Kiss, the Nicolas Cage worst thing maybe he ever did. We have to do Vampire's Kiss. Thoughts, yes. feelings, Randy? I feel like it goes in October. Does it though? It's not really Halloween. Is it, is it a Halloween? It is I, I've never seen it. So is it a Halloween now? Movie? Yeah, I think we got. I just don't want it to go away. That's my worry. Okay. Do we have any? Right. Are there? Is there really any shortage of horror movies that we can use for October? <laughs> like, oh no, if we use this one, we're gonna have to watch, uh, Gnomes the movie yeah. for Halloween. A rewatch. I'm not finding it on Netflix. Where are we gonna watch? It, it? is on. It's on Amazon Prime. Sorry, Brian, oh shit! Okay. It's on Prime. That's Dunaway. That's fine. Is it though? Hold on. It's fine. I can subscribe. For he a actually month owns the. He owns the the uh director's cut blu-ray anyway so absolutely he got in a four pack absolutely. of <laughs> nicholas cage movies vampires a, a four pack they sell those by the dozen yeah i was gonna say yeah it's the nicholas cage box set collection there it is 1998 was it i it, it has one of the greatest movie posters ever ever devised <laughs> it's so great like yes i've never seen it and all i've heard from everyone who ever talked to about it is that if this doesn't get sacked, then we are delinquent in our duties. So, so uh, yeah, next week on Film Sack, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss is what we'll do. We're doing yeah. it. Uh, bring it on, and Brian, we'll get you. <laughs> we'll rip you a copy if we have to. No matter what, we're watching Vampire's Kiss. Oh, we got this. All right, I'm not worried about you. Uh, so oh. that's that. In the meantime, don't forget we've got a website, Filmsack. Uh, filmsack.com is the website. You can also send us voicemails at 801 I can't read today! 801-471-0462. Or email us like these two fine gentlemen did, filmsack at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at filmsack. If you're looking for all of our Twitter accounts, they're on the site, filmsack.com. Find everything there. That's going to do it for us. Twitter. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Usually has something to do with the movie, but that one was just like a... (laughs) Kit Harrington? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Were you trying to use 100% of your brain? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I was. (laughs) He shit all over the floor. That's too bad. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're a lone maniac.